Welcome to the Feminine Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, Trish, a feminine soft skills expert, coach, and creator. I'm a former insecure, hyper-independent, mean girl, operating from a place of trauma, disillusionment, and societal conditioning, to now a confident, secure, and healing feminine wife. I help modern women discover their true power in their relationships by coming home to their feminine nature. Because while a career and professional accolades are nice, I firmly believe our relationships are what set us free. Come along with me on this journey of becoming feminine on purpose. Welcome back, everyone, to the Feminine Purpose Podcast, where I, Trish, a relationship harmony and feminine soft skills expert and coach, help women like yourself navigate back home to your feminine nature so you can create and attract the relationship harmony you desire. Before we get into today's episode, please make sure you stick around until the very end of today's episode because I will be officially announcing my free relationship harmony workshop which will be coming very soon. So you're going to want to tune into the very end. Plus, you're going to want to tune into this episode because we're going to cover something that a lot of you have been asking for. It comes highly requested. So I had polled you all on Instagram about two weeks ago on what topics you want me to cover. And the most voted one was on how to deal with jealousy. So I did dive into that topic two weeks ago. I think I had a different take on it compared to what most podcasters say about jealousy. So if you haven't checked it out, definitely go tune into last episode. So the second most voted topic on my Instagram poll was how to deal with burnout as a modern woman. So let's get into it. So first things first, what does burnout even mean? By definition, burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel very overwhelmed. Sounds about right. Sounds like all of us. Pretty sure we can all agree that we all feel burnt out. If you're listening to this, it is safe to say you probably acknowledge that you have a lot of demands on yourself and in your own personal life. Some demands and responsibilities in life are clearly unavoidable, but I would argue that plenty are self-induced, self-created responsibilities and pressures that we put on ourselves. But before we get into that and what we can do to help ourselves from burnout, let's first get into why the burnout has become so increasingly common and now the norm in modern day society, in my perspective and what I've understood about society. In case you weren't aware, just a quick history lesson. The modern nine to five, eight hour workday was invented by American labor unions in the 1800s and went mainstream by Henry Ford in the 1920s. Workers today are still prepared to accept the same shifts because we have become so accustomed to it. So that's essentially the normal working hours. In other words, workplaces and financial systems were designed by men for men. And since men built the buildings and the systems, when we women gained the legal right and access to earn a livable wage, to earn our own money and become independent women, we did so in their world, in their system, in their work schedule. The work schedule was the same every single day. If you think about it, it makes a lot of sense historically because men's testosterone levels reset every 24 hours. But we all know women's hormonal makeup and reset does not happen every single day. Hormonally, women are on a 28 to 35 day cycle, depending on how long your cycle is. 
we go through many different phases. I won't be diving deep into the menstrual cycle and the differences between ovulation and luteal phase, etc. But if you're interested, there are plenty of podcasts, books and resources out there for you to educate yourself because let's be real, we did not get proper education about our hormonal makeup about women and sex ed and all of that stuff. We did not get that here in the States. And that's a great first place to start is just to educate yourself on what the menstrual cycle is, what your hormonal makeup is like, et cetera. So we've established why women are working the typical nine to five. Pretty straightforward. It's what is the common norm now in today's society. It was us essentially assimilating into a white male system. It's a white male system at the end of the day. And we haven't really changed that system since. It works for many men. Think about men, right? They wake up, they have that fresh start. Their testosterone levels are at a high, at a peak. They get to work. They put in that physical labor. Nowadays, more men are sitting down on their asses at their desks, which isn't also great for them. But we're not going to get into that today. And so then a man's testosterone levels will deplete slowly throughout the day as he exerts energy. Then he goes home, he gets some rest, and then rinse and repeat. But the difference with women is that our days are all different depending on where we are in our cycle. So for example, if it's the first day of your period, you're probably not going to want to wake up at 5 a.m. and do a HIIT workout or a reformer Pilates class. I did it on the second day of my period and it was still pretty awful, so I would not recommend it. Sure, you can do it, right? You can get up and do that workout and push yourself through that day, but should you is the question. Your mind and your mental state, it can get you there. It can definitely push you. But you're essentially not honoring your body on that first day of your period if you're expecting your body to perform the way it would, say, in ovulation phase or your luteal phase. It's like making a man have sex at the end of the day after a long work day right before he goes to bed. Sure, can he do it? Absolutely. But guess what? His libido, his performance and overall energy will be so much better if he didn't work 10 hours that day, didn't hit the gym for an hour lifting heavy weights, and if he didn't have to give so much of his energy and his mind capacity to managing a staff if he has a leadership role, for example. The same thing would apply to a woman. If we are on the first day of our period as women, we won't be at our peak emotionally, physically, mentally. It's just not our peak. It's just science. It's how our bodies and our hormones work. So with all of that context in mind, it makes so much fucking sense why we women are burnt out working a traditional nine to five. Let me continue to expand here. If you add in factors like you have children or you have a newborn baby and you're breastfeeding, maybe you're caretaking for an elderly parent like I did, you all know, before my dad had passed. So it took a really big toll on me. And add in the fact that maybe you have a leadership role or you have a job, a nine to five that has immense responsibilities on top of having to work your nine to five every day, regardless where you are in your cycle. It's no wonder you're exhausted, you're burnt out, and maybe you're now under eating if you are that type of person that tends to stress and under eat or you overeat if that's more of your tendency and learning coping mechanism when you're stressed. So now you're at a place where you are constantly in your masculine of doing, leading, managing. You're expected to wake up at the same time every day and do the same exact routine for work with little to no regard to where you are in your monthly cycle. In other words, there's really no room in your schedule for adjustment given where you are in the month, which is really important. And now you're not taking proper care of your body. And then you look at your body and you wonder, why the fuck does it look like this, right? You look at your partner and you're like, why the fuck is he like this? 
And the sad part is, unless you do something about it, you're really going to be stuck in that type of cycle for the rest of your life, honestly. And listen, sis, I'm not saying quit your job unless, of course, that makes sense for you. It's feasible and you really want to do it and you're going to do it. In that case, amazing. But for the rest of us who aren't just going to quit our jobs tomorrow because of this knowledge about why the nine to five wasn't made for us. Let's pause. So that's not what I'm saying. All I'm trying to call out is the history as to why women were even in these spaces, the realities of how we still are in these standard common spaces and structures that don't really benefit us women. And last but not least, how all of that realistically, more often than not, unfortunately, will put a negative toll on a lot of the other areas of your life if you don't pay very close attention to it and have a mindful, proactive approach to how you lead your life and your overall lifestyle. I say all of this because I have been there, clearly. I have been the boss bitch who gave more energy to my work and my coworkers and over my relationship. I have been the constant doer who felt the need to do everything because I didn't trust other people to be there for me and to be my rock and then complain and wonder why I'm not getting offered a lot of help or why I feel so tired. We know that we're not all going to necessarily quit our jobs because I get it. We don't live in a la la TikTok world where we are all kept wives and nor do we all necessarily want to be kept wives 24-7. But I will say I have noticed a theme. A lot of women, especially my age, are waking up to seeing the burden of the reality of working like a man, trying to work like a man so much in a man's space. It's an actual scam if you think about it. There was a podcast I listened to and they had a really good quote that said, Modern day women are now expected to work like their fathers and fuck like their brothers. And I literally like, like, it made so much sense to me. Women are essentially now expected to infiltrate spaces that we even say things like she's a female version of this guy, insert guy's name here, or she's a female CEO, a female CFO. We have to keep seeing female to drive in our point. And I get it. I get why we did that in the first place. But the problem is we are still trying to be female versions of our male counterparts rather than being females and women in our own conviction who are driven by different things, equally important, valuable things that matter and wanting to do our own things and really owning those differences. I will tell you again from firsthand experience, I have never felt more confident, powerful, at peace and fulfilled in my life until I really got back in touch with my womanhood. That is a whole other topic. This will need to be focused on a different episode. But ultimately, that's the goal, right? To reach a place of security in being a feminine woman that things like job, money, and status won't really be your life's mission. You may want those things, but they're not going to be your priorities necessarily. Ultimately, what happened in my eyes is we went from one extreme to another. We went from needing to be wives and mothers because we had no choice really ultimately at the end of the day to now freezing our eggs, waking up in our mid-30s wondering, will our careers love us when we're older? Will our bosses be there for us on our deathbed? Sad and morbid, but I lost my father last year and you all know that that's what actually jump-started the rebrand of my podcast and going into my own business was really coming to terms with the fact that my dad had worked his whole life and really dedicated majority of his energy to status, wealth, and resources and being a provider, which I definitely deeply appreciated him for. And I will give him his flowers. But at the end of the day, those people that he you know, worked for or worked with or all of those accolades weren't sitting with him when he was dying. It was literally my sister and I and my mom. I'm not promoting that we no longer work or have a purpose in life. You all know feminine purpose is one of my purposes. It's one of my callings. It's a life mission for me, but it's not my everything. And that is not only okay, but I would argue 
perfectly fine and amazing that it's not my entire life and my entire identity. I won't allow one job, one profession, one purpose or focus in this chapter or stage in my life to define and dictate me. And I want that for you too. So now that we've addressed a lot of the histories and realities of burnout as a woman, the modern day society of working as a woman, wanting to achieve and overachieve and whatnot, what can we actually do about this? So ladies, there are plenty of ways to go about burnout and how to heal from it. There's really no one size fits all approach, just like how I coach women from different ages and walks of life. But I will share with you a few things to consider, questions to ask, and things to try out that have worked for me and for some of my clients. The first thing here is boundary setting. Ask yourself questions and get really comfortable and used to asking yourself things like, do I need to work past a certain time? Does this task really need to get done this second, this hour, this day? If the answer is no, maybe it might be hard at first but don't do it. Not saying don't ever do it, but hold off on it. Practice holding off. Practicing no. Practicing not today, but what? But how about tomorrow or how about next week? And doing it at a later time that works for you. This is going to take using your best judgment, using your discernment, but I promise you, if you get used to this, you'll actually get better at time management, your prioritization, and your relationship with yourself and with your partner will definitely be positively impacted by having more boundaries around work. I know it's easier said than done, but take it from me. I had a very difficult time logging off. I had a very difficult time saying no to things. And now I'm at a place where I've been so trained and accustomed to now really pausing before I just jump at every opportunity to do something or rush to complete something. Number two, Second piece of advice is to check in with yourself before making big career decisions. This one is really important. I had to learn this as I got older. I used to just say yes again to everything and anything. And while that kind of advice can definitely serve you at certain stages, depending how old you are, where you are in your career, etc. But after a while, it realistically won't always be a yes to every career opportunity. I'll give you a very real example for me. I was offered an opportunity in my nine to five career that I turned down without even entertaining. Before, I would have just jumped at the opportunity. I would have felt so good. My ego would have been like, wow, feeling so great. Um, and it's fine. It's good to feel great about yourself. It, the ego is real. It's good to feel accomplished and proud. It's not bad to feel that way. But I had to ask myself, what, at what expense would this opportunity cost me, right? What would it cost me? I knew that it would be coming from a place of wanting to prove myself and I would be in a very uncomfortable place trying to adapt to this new role, which again, isn't necessarily a bad thing. But where I was in my life at that time and where I am now, finding alignment with myself and where I wanted my life to go, I truly deeply crave work-life balance. I want more than just my nine to five and I want more for my life beyond that. And if I had taken that opportunity, actually saying yes to the opportunity would have actually been going against all all of my life goals that I have for myself right now. So that's the kind of example to think through. Not saying say no to every opportunity, but definitely think about it before you say yes. Next step here, number three, would be to get to know yourself. Make a list of things you love about yourself and then take a step back. Are many or all of those things work-related, career-related, achievement, or accolade-related? Okay? And while those things are all amazing you should be proud of, ask yourself, is that really all you're good at? Is that really all you want to be known for? Is that truly where you find your worth? Why didn't you add more things on your list that had nothing to do with achievements or job or status? Sit with those questions and ask yourself those questions and really sit with how you answer them. I know it sounds really difficult and it's 
probably really intimidating and it's hard to be honest with yourself. The first step of really working on yourself, female self-development, what we talk about here in Feminine Purpose, is being very so truthful with yourself. Like no bullshit. Don't lie to yourself. You're doing yourself a disservice. Stop doing that and get used to being honest. I promise if you ask yourself these questions, you will get to know yourself on a deeper level if you have not done this yet. And then last but not least would be reflecting on your values. This one is probably my favorite and it's my most important piece of advice and wisdom I would share with you all. If you sit down and reflect on your values, do you see a theme? Again, using myself as an example, before in my 20s, my values would have been around money, wealth, stability, status, luxury, success, and happiness would be there too. All great things, don't get me wrong. But now as I enter my mid-30s, my values have definitely changed and evolved to be very niche and focused and very straightforward. They are now around health, relationships, my marriage, and my purpose. While I still need money, I no longer have that as a top priority. I have more wisdom now that I've earned more money in my adult years to see that money's not going to give me what I truly want. If I'm focused on health and purpose, why would I have taken on more responsibilities at work like that opportunity, for example, right? See how it's, it's connecting, right? So reflecting on boundary setting and then your careers, making really thoughtful choices before you say yes will connect with your values because you need to ask yourself. Like it sounds very common sense, but it's really not because I struggle with this. I'm sure you do too. You say you want something or you say you're about something. You say that this is your value. You would die for this value. Like This is your shit. And then you're now acting not in accordance with that value. Like you say you care about your health, but you eat like crap. You say your relationship is most important to you, but you're always on your phone and you don't have date nights and you don't have sex and intimacy. It Make it make sense, sis. Make it make sense. So that is exactly a perfect example as if I'm focused on health and purpose, that's not going to be compatible with taking on more at work. That would far exceed my capacity to remain healthy and be a happy, you know, healthy, supportive wife and also work on my life purpose. If those things are going to conflict, then it's a pretty easy answer for me. That's why I said no to that example I shared earlier. So that kind of question and thought will help you understand yourself and will reveal a lot about you. Well, we got pretty deep there. I hope you found those questions and takeaways helpful because honestly, when you start doing that inner reflection of work, you will start to see themes emerge. It's how my journey went. I did a lot of those things that I just shared, and that's where I basically landed on my current values that I just shared. I haven't actually done a values exercise in a while, but health, relationships, marriage, purpose just came to me while I wrote the podcast. Because again, even though I haven't asked those questions, I've been living in very much alignment with my goals and my vision and my values. And so if you're starting at the very first step, very first stage of asking yourself these values, like sit down with it and take some time to do it. A lot of themes will you know, come up for you. And um, that's where you're going to also realize, why would I keep burning myself out beyond repair if it goes against my values? All right, ladies. So to recap, today we covered the history of the nine to five in America and how that negatively impacted women's health when it comes to our bodies and our hormonal makeup. We talked about why we women struggle in the corporate world and working in male-dominated spaces and structures. And then we also talked about how we could start working on minimizing our burnout. And rather than giving you ladies advice like find a breadwinner partner who makes all the money or go to the gym every day for an hour or quit your job and you're going to reduce burnout. Sure, those are all things you can do, but I'm very real with y'all and 
I wanted to give you all real thought-provoking identity-related questions and themes to think through because giving you one specific thing just won't be enough and nor is it very realistic or practical. It needs to come from a place of, a re of reflection as to why you're burnt out in the first place and then getting to know yourself and asking yourself, is this even in line with who I want to be and what I want? I had a really fun time writing and recording this particular episode. It came, again, very highly requested from you all, so I hope you took a lot of wisdom from it. Before we hop off, I do want to make an exciting announcement. I will be hosting my first free workshop on Friday, February 9th. In this workshop, you will be learning from me firsthand on what is possibly holding you back from feeling secure in your relationship, why you struggle right now in your relationship, and how to identify relationship narratives that don't serve you. The workshop is for you if maybe you've tried couples therapy and or even individual therapy, but you're craving more results when it comes to your relationship dynamic. Even and especially if you feel hopeless and maybe deep down you know you want more out of your relationship and out of yourself, but you just feel stuck and you don't know what to do. This is the perfect time for you to make that first step. Take that fucking leap. It's a free workshop. If you've been in the inner circle for some time, you absolutely will want to be there. Again, this is a free workshop simply because I love and appreciate you all and I want to share my energy and time with you and show you what it's like to be coached by me, show you what it's like to work with me and to really share with you all some great learnings that you can actually implement immediately after the call. Also, since I do respect and honor everyone's time and privacy, I will be capping the workshop to a certain amount of participants, more to come. I'll share more on my TikTok, my Instagram and my website. I'll share a lot more detail specifically via email to my subscribers in my newsletter. So if you're not subscribed, get on the list. You could subscribe directly on my website, femininepurpose.com. Or better yet, you're probably better off taking my free femininity quiz linked on all my podcast episodes. It's on all my social media accounts. And when you take that quiz, you'll be automatically added to the list. And so you'll get email notifications, details and reminders about the workshop. I can't wait to see you all there. I hope you all found this episode helpful and I'll see you all very soon. Thank you again for taking time out of your precious day to listen and support Feminine Purpose. If you're vibing with the content, please rate the podcast on Spotify, write me a review on Apple Podcasts, and make sure you're subscribed so you can get notified for upcoming episodes. If anything in this episode hit home for you, I want you to know that I see you and would love an opportunity to explore supporting you on your journey. Check out my website, femininepurpose.com, linked in this episode, as well as access to my Calendly so you can schedule a free consultation call with me where we can explore working together. Also, make sure you take my quick five-minute femininity quiz I personally created, which will help you identify your relationship with your femininity. After you complete the quiz, you'll receive free tips on how to start your journey. This is your sign. Let's get you the results you deeply desire and deserve, sis. As always, stay feminine and take care.